Hello and welcome to Games Jobs Live. Games Jobs Live makes it easy for great studios to connect with brilliant talent. Some of you are already in the games industry, some are in Scotland, some further afield, some um, recently graduated, some working in other fields. You're all welcome. We've got some great positions for you all, I hope. Um, for those of you that haven't taken part in one of these before, basically we will be hearing from a number of great Scottish studios today. They're all sitting in a Discord waiting to chat to you as well. So you'll hear from them live in the live stream and then you can chat to them in the Discord um, and then basically apply to whichever ones you think are the best fit for you. Um, if you have been here before, you'll know me. Um, if you haven't, I'm Colin McDonald. I've been working in the UK games industry for a little over 30 years now, from being producer on the early Grand Theft Auto games and Crackdown, to being games commissioner at Channel 4 and a whole bunch of things in between. Today is all about jobs in Scotland. And thanks to the Sinclair Spectrum being manufactured up in Dundee in the early 80s, Scotland is one of the most important games industry hubs in the world. Most famously, Grand Theft Auto was created and is still created here. We've also seen great games like Lemmings, Crackdown, Observation, the console versions of Minecraft and literally hundreds more created here in Scotland. So today, you'll get a flavour of some of the brilliant Scottish companies that are looking for their next star hires here this afternoon. In order to squeeze everyone in, as usual, each company only has a few minutes to present themselves, but that will give you a good idea of who they are and what they're looking for. It's then up to you to follow up with the ones you're interested in. For that, you want to be in the Discord. The address is going to scroll along the bottom of the screen throughout the entire live stream. In a browser, punch in discord.gamesjobs.live. That's discord.gamesjobs.live. Put that into a browser and that will redirect you to the Games Jobs Live Discord server. Um, I already see some chat in there already, which is great. Um, and what we'll do is after each company has presented, I'll keep the speakers on for a couple of minutes and I'll put a couple of questions live to them. So in the Discord, you'll find a live stream questions channel. Put any questions in there that you would like me to put to the companies and I'll pick one or two. Um, I can't ask them all, but put them in there for me to ask to the companies um, and I'll try and pick those up with the speakers. The companies are all on the Discord as well, and they each have their own dedicated channel. So if you want to ask your own question directly to the companies any time from now until the end of the whole event, which is um, in about two hours, about six o'clock UK time, go into that company's Discord channel. You'll see people from the company in green in the company role. So you know they're official. Um, and Ask, ask away to your heart's content. Um, if anyone else contacts you saying they're from a company, um, please don't give them any personal details, whether they're in green or not. Report anyone that's, that's trying any nonsense like that, either to 
one of the staff from one of the companies, they all have the power to delete and ban people if there's any nonsense or to me. And we'll keep the chat civil and productive for everyone. This is about getting people into their, their dream jobs after all. Um, I'd like to thank the various people that have helped share, uh, spread the word about today's event. Um, um, I saw um, Creative England, now Creative Enterprise, um, share this on Discord uh, just half an hour ago. I've seen Yuki share it. Thanks to everyone else that shared it. It's great to get um, as many people as possible in front of these great studios and get some jobs filled. So let's crack on and hear from the companies. Um, our first company, the speaker, actually came down with terrible toothache today, so she can't present live. She is on the the, the Discord to answer questions, um, but she's she's um, full of, of um, tooth painkillers and isn't able to speak. But thankfully, um, we have one of these with um, the very same lady that we did before. So this one, we'll play out a video um to introduce you to the company but do just jump on the discord to chat directly to them live as of now so the company that's concerned is outplay entertainment they're up in dundee they both develop and publish a string of successful mobile games covering a range of genres ips and most recently getting gordon ramsay into a game so from outplay Here's Alison, their senior HR advisor. It's Colin, so introducing you there. I am Alison, I'm the senior HR advisor from Alpine Entertainment. As Colin rightly said, we are a publisher, so we develop our games in-house. And most recently, I'll go through some of the games that we've had, but we always like to do these events just to connect with talent looking to get into the industry. It's a great time for us to have this grad special because we are looking for some grads at the moment. It's nice and timely for everyone finishing university and even recent grads, maybe sort of a year or two's experience as well, we still consider them graduates as well. So it's really timely for us to be able to, to explore people looking to move into the industry or those thinking ahead as well. So uh, we'll be in the Discord channel as well later on, so look forward to chatting to more people in Discord after today's event. I'll be there from right after my session, so if anyone wants any questions answered or some more tips and advice, then I'm happy to do that. Briefly, all we'll do is introduce a bit of the studio, who we are, what our values and our culture and that is, just so that you can get to know us. And then I'll just dive right into sort of what roles we have available, some tips, some advice, some industry resources that might be useful. So without further ado, I'll crack on with that. So we're, we're up for entertainment, we're a free-to-play mobile publisher based in Dundee, but right off the bat, it's worth saying that we're now a hybrid studio. So we're taking part in a really large study with a company called Endgame. And they're looking at what will hybrid working look like for outplay longer term. So at the moment, we're obviously working in line with government advice as to everyone to, who can go into the office and when and preparing for that accordingly. But long term, will be a hybrid studio. So we'll stay that way. So it's changed dramatically for us. So we've had to sort of make sure everyone's set up effectively from wherever they're working. And we have people across the globe. So we have people as far as India, but also sort of within Europe, so Netherlands, Spain, Germany. So we have people from all over and we're working, we're looking to just extend that. So we won't, things have changed massively in the last year and we won't go back to being in the same studio that we were. So just for keeping in mind for the later opportunities that I'm going to discuss, remote opportunities are there. So we're not looking to change that anytime soon. So at the moment we've got around 130 staff, that's over 23 different nationalities. 
funded in 2010, so we're based in Dundee, as I said, we're one of the largest independent mobile developers in the UK. So to date, we've had over 140 million downloads, including launching 11 titles, with one of the latest ones that we've, we've introduced due to the pandemic, unfortunately, he's not been able to come into the studio, so, so we'll hopefully get him in one day soon, but it is really cool getting videos and messages sent to everyone out playing that, and it's been amazing to see all the social collaborations and that that we've been doing with him. And our latest game that we've just released is a game called Mystery Match. So there's lots more exciting games in the pipeline. We are doing a lot of R&D at the moment, so there's new games that haven't even, they're just at the conception stage. So it's an exciting time to be a part of games that have already launched, been well established. Angry Birds, for example, we have a number of already established titles that are live, and we've also got new upcoming games as well. So just to briefly go through what our vision is, we like to create moments of delight. So what an amazing opportunity for us is that we create those moments of delight for people. So whether it's people looking to escape, a student looking to escape studying who wants to play one of our games for 10 minutes or they're socially connecting with family who are really far away. We get, it's easy to forget every day that that's what we do. And the work that we do every time you sit down at your desk, that's the output of what we get is creating those moments of delight for people. So we like to do that for our games, but also we like to embed that into our studio as well and our practices and what we do. So for our culture, it's all about creating and delivering world-class games, pushing the quality of our games and our player experience. Simply put, to us, great teams make great games. Our values, so we like passion for excellence, clarity of purpose, impact and ambition and including recognise. And that's basically passion for our excellence is we believe we should be the best of the best. We're continuously developing our skills. We want to use that, share insights, facilitate knowledge for everyone. Clarity of purpose, we all know what we're doing and why. Impact and ambition, but we know what we're doing. How do we then deliver that? How can we push the boundaries of what we're trying to do? And then including recognise is just part of, of who we are. So as part of that hybrid working, again, we're looking at really investing in our teams and our equipment for high performance. And we're committed to building an unbeatable supportive culture of excellence where everyone's able to achieve their potential, no matter where they're from. We also have something called the Outplay Academy. We do a lot of things through the umbrella of the academy. We invite guest speakers in, um, but it's notable industry experts to inspire and share their experience with the knowledge and across the teams. We also host internal workshops. We host a suite of internal workshops that are open to everyone. Um, people can develop their soft skills, presentation skills, internal knowledge sharing, cross-discipline exposure. We have academy afternoons once a month. So we've got our next one next Friday, for example, and some of the engineering team are running a unity session. So it's really organic. We always have like a big ticket item so that someone can come along, whether that's someone from analytics sharing the recent report that they've been doing, or uh, someone from art running a rigging session, or lighting or animation, whatever that may be. So we always have a big ticket item, but then everyone else in the studio can choose what they want to do. So if they want to do something as a team, they can do that. If they want to arrange something through us and we pay for a resource to come in and do something, we can absolutely do that. If you just want to sit on their own and do some learning, that's absolutely fine. So everyone's got sort of room to manoeuvre and be flexible to do whatever it is that they so choose to do. And we also do a lot of team building and leadership development. Big change since doing this in COVID times, so we've had to switch our strategies up and do this in a new way. But we, we do really spend a lot of time to deliver targeted leadership and development courses and workshops so that the teams can get to know each other. We will have a big focus on this moving forward in this new way of working. It will still be virtual, but even more so now than ever. We need to make that conscious effort for people to connect and build relationships and build trust and common understanding and all these sorts of things. So these are probably more important for us now than ever. 
But learning tools and dedicated development times, as I said, we've got the academy afternoon, but we also have access to industry resources. So GDC Vault, LinkedIn Learning, Udemy, all these sorts of online resources that we do, in addition to obviously as and when we can, COVID permitting, get people in the studio as well. We do conferences as well. So for us, obviously things have changed. I probably hear that message 10 million times today, but things have changed a lot with COVID. But one of the positive outcomes of that is attendance at conferences and events have completely opened up. So there's a lot more opportunity now for companies to allow more individuals to go, given that there's less of a burden on sort of travel and accommodation and ticket costs. A lot of these have just been made free throughout the pandemic. So um, it's, it's really shown some creativity and innovation during this pandemic, the way that people have come up with ways in which they can run conferences and events. It's been amazing to see. Diversity and inclusion, we do a lot of work with that. So we are Women in Games ambassadors, so we do a lot of work with Women in Games. We also have an internal um, initiative called Employ, and we do focus groups for that. We have goals for that. We run sessions. It's about 50-50 male and female split, and that's just looking at what more can we do for diversity and inclusion. So small things, big things, initiatives, small changes. So we do a lot in the diversity and inclusion side of things. Um, and then we also just run um, events for special effects as well, who are sort of industry charity. Social events, again, obviously very different. Even as a hybrid studio, we will bring them back. We used to do like football on a Tuesday and basketball on a Friday and all these sorts of things. So we still do want to bring big parties and things back, but we just have to figure out how does that work remotely? How do people sort of work in, whether it's down in London or Spain or wherever that may be, how do they still feel part of the social events that we do? So we will bring that back. And then impact of COVID-19, we've touched on it. We're continuing to support people remotely. We've hired exceptionally throughout the pandemic and we're still hiring now. So I'll go through our current opportunities in a slide or two and then um, we're just continuing to sort of find new ways of that social culture, explore long-term hybrid model of remote and on-site working, how that could work. So current opportunities. But the avoidance of doubt of highlighted there in a very bold yellow there and um, some of the grad roles that we're looking for. So obviously we're hiring other roles as well, but since this is a grad special, I wanted to highlight that those sort of mid-level to junior slash grad roles that we're hiring for. Um, in terms of our application process, we normally have an initial call just to find out a bit more about our play, a bit more about the individual's experience and expertise. We then have a test usually, so we'll put the individual on a test. We then have a team interview and a project interview. These can vary by roles, so that tends to be sort of three or four chats with whether it's the, the team or the project or whatever, and then obviously hopefully at the offer stage. Um, in terms of the grad roles that we have, so we've got some there for engineering, we have one for production, we've got a couple in marketing, so marketing manager and marketing artist, and then design, we've got mid-level design as well. How to apply, you can do that through outplay.com. And I've also put some industry resources here as well. So if you don't see a role that's quite right there for you, I can't suggest highly enough. Some of the stuff that Colin mentioned earlier about attending things like game jams and that, I can't advise highly enough about networking and attending events. It just takes to attend the right thing and speak to someone who knows that they're hiring for a grad. So attend as much as possible, get immersed in it, knowing the places to go to find out these sort of where the events are happening and who's hiring and what they're looking for. Being a part of that and getting involved can really help with getting into the industry. And also in terms of the application itself, relevant portfolio, make sure you've checked out the company, make sure you don't copy and paste in your email and us the names of 
companies that isn't us and we can tell you just copied and pasted. We've all been there and done it, but it's more it's more impactful if you if you direct the focus to the company that it is. We can tell when there's more investment there. We like to see a cover letter. Um, it tells us a bit more narrative around the history of the person and how they've come to be where they are. It's not mandatory, but we do we do like to learn a little bit more about you other than just sort of what's on your CV. So that's me. Any questions? Brilliant. Thank you very much, Alison. Um, we're short on time, but just one very quick question. There's been a couple of questions come through, um, people asking about experience and obviously I mean when we're talking about graduate roles there's a there's a limit yeah. how much games industry experience someone yeah. can have but for example for your graduate roles would you be looking at people that have graduated from non-games degrees more general degrees um, but are looking to transition into games? They vary very much by discipline so marketing for example there we have a couple of roles in marketing and some of them are like social media marketing where they're happy for people to come in with it whether it's experience that it might not be industry experience that's okay as long as it's social media that experience is fine in terms of degree qualifications and that as well they're open to sort of alternative degrees same with um so engineering obviously we're looking for someone who's ideally got an engineering degree on the job learning is fine but it doesn't have to be industry either and it doesn't have to be significant engineering experience either so that's the ones that probably really want to highlight in terms of engineering and production they're some of the ones that we're that's really open to like it doesn't matter if you've not got three years experience we're here to teach you so it's almost like a sort of internship if you like rather than with the graduates we had a couple of graduates last year from gcu and they they actually attended their they were still at university whilst they were with us did their fourth year whilst they were at university and then we've since hired them so we tailored their work day towards what they had to do at university so all that stuff was teaching them on the job to bring that sort of theoretical application into practice so it doesn't you don't have to have significant experience or expect the academic side of it to directly correlate for some of them we do but it's worth getting in touch to explore what they are and what they look like and we can give you more details okay great and you're on the discord yep we're going to jump on after this if anyone wants to catch up ask any questions i'll be here absolutely i think you might get one or two um so <laughs> just, <laughs> just yeah, as a, as a week lady. here we go <laughs> As a wee reminder, um, the address for the Discord is discord.gamesjobs.live. If you punch that into a browser, it will redirect you to the right Discord server. So jump onto there, chat to Alison from Outplay, um, as well as all the other companies we've got today. Um, ask them anything you, 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 you want to know about um, applying to them, about them. Um, and if you like what you hear, then get applying um, and let us know. Alison, thanks very much for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me call. Take care. Cheers, Alison. Bye. Okay. Uh, that was Alison from Outplay, who is on the Discord live. Um, despite that, here's one we made earlier video. Um, I see a bunch of people uh, hoping she gets better. So absolutely, Alison, thank you for still coming on to the Discord to answer everyone's questions. We hope your toothache gets better soon. Um, however, given that she is on, do jump on and ask her any questions you would like to know about potentially working at Outplay. She's hopefully able to, to bear with the pain and be with us for about the next hour and a half. So get on to the Discord address discord.gamesjobs.live and find out all you want to know about Outplay and if you like what you hear, 
get applying. Everyone that's registered for this event, um, at the end of it, we will send an email out with the direct links to all the company's career pages. So you can find them for yourselves, obviously, um, but we'll email that to you at the end just to make it nice and easy. Before we jump on to our next company, um, just to tell you um, a few more things that might be of interest, a few resources that you might want to take advantage of. Um, if you go on to our website, which is www.gamesjobs.live, you will find an interactive map where we have plotted all of the current vacancies across the UK. So we scrape this every single month. You can zoom in on any of the cities in Scotland or indeed across the rest of the UK and zoom around, filter by discipline, filter by seniority, whatever it is, um, and find um, the, the jobs that are in the, in the right place and in the right field for yourself. Also on our website, we have a bit more information about all the different regions around the UK. So if you want to find out more about the Scottish games industry, go to this address, gamesjobs.live slash regions, and you'll find 10 different articles with a bunch of useful information about all the different regions, um, but particularly Scotland for today, read up on the history and the things to do um, in and around where uh, today's companies are based. Also coming up, one of the best bits of advice I always give and lots of the companies Alison in that presentation there gave as well was to take part in game jams, to, um, to hone your skills, um, to beef up your portfolio. So we have a Games Jobs Live game jam that takes place about every four months. We have the next one coming up next month. I think it's March the 13th. So to find out more about that, get yourself along to jam.gamesjobs.live. It's all hosted on itch, so it should be familiar to those that have taken part in game jam, games jams before. We get a whole bunch of industry judges, um, some from the companies today, some from companies down south, um, like um, Codemasters and Avalanche and Sega and Creative Assembly, they all provide judges to look at the, the, the games that are submitted and provide feedback. Um, and we know there's been some conversations between some of the teams and some of the employers, which is just the, the dream for, for me. Um, so if you're looking for a jam to get involved in, check out jam.gamesjobs.live. That's starting in a month. The, gam the, the jam lasts a week, so it's a kind of good length of time to, to get something really slick that you can, you can add to your portfolio created. And then if you're already in Scotland, we also have a physical event. This isn't a recruitment event. This is uh, nothing to do with recruitment. However, um, if you're already in the industry or you're looking to get into the industry and want to come along and are comfortable coming along to a physical event at the moment. If you go along to www.gamestalkslive, um, there are a series of three in-person events featuring a range of speakers from across the Scottish games industry and elsewhere. Um, so we've got, um, we've got Rami Ismail, 
coming over from the Netherlands to, to speak at all three events in Dundee, Edinburgh and Glasgow. We've got the BFI coming up. We've got the European Space Agency. We've got publisher Focus Home Interactive. We've got Green Man Gaming coming up. A whole bunch of other amazing companies and speakers. Um, this is a ticketed event. Um, it's a token cost, um, but get yourself over to gamestalks.live to check out all the details and see if you want to come along. If you don't want to come along, it's all going to be streamed live for free on YouTube as usual. But again, you can register for an online ticket to get yourself along to that. Right, back to one of our companies. We're going to stay with um, uh, the theme of Dundee for our next company who have developed over 40 games um, and that's in a, a relatively small number of years that they've been around. It's exceptionally impressive. They've worked with everyone from high-profile entertainment brands to countless other independent games developers. They're growing incredibly fast. They currently have 11 vacancies. So here from Hyperluminal Games, I'm delighted to bring in Marianne and Alex. Hello. Hi there. Hey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. No, very welcome. Um, I'll hand over to you and tell us a little bit more about Hyperluminal and who you're looking for. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, uh, we've actually got some uh, some slides prepared as well. If we could uh, put those up. Fantastic. Uh, right. So, yeah, uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm one of the senior programmers at Hyperluminal. And, uh, yeah, today I'll just be telling you a bit about my journey and how I got here, uh, basically, from the very beginning. And uh, Marianne will be doing something similar, Marianne. Yeah, I'm Marianne and I am a junior QA tester and we would like to tell you a bit more about what we do here at Hyperluminal Games. So take it away, Alex. All right. So, yeah, just a little bit about Hyperluminal itself. Um, yeah, we're a growing Gundy-based uh, indie studio. Uh, we've expanded uh, quite a fair bit over the years and especially over the last couple. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess... What we do is fundamentally we try and we try and make games that the people who work here would actually want to play. You know, we, we make games that we can be proud of, ideally. Um, beyond that, uh, we like to describe ourselves as a people centric company. Uh, and if you'll excuse the buzzword, it basically just means that uh, the idea is that we like to listen to what people have to say. You know, if you've got an idea, if it's a good idea, you there's a pretty good chance that it's going to get listened to and seriously considered for going into a project. Um, you know, doesn't matter good ideas or good ideas, right? Doesn't matter where they come from. Uh, in addition, uh, yeah, as we have been doing, we do aim to grow, but we're not just looking to put bums in seats, so to speak. Uh, you know, we do actually want to bring in people who themselves can grow because, you know, if someone comes here and they can improve themselves, then that's kind of a win-win for everyone, right? Um, yeah, and just to uh, just to show off a tiny bit, yeah, we've got a brand new shiny um, office space in the Vision Building. Although we're currently not there, we're currently uh, working from home, just you know due to the pandemic and whatnot. But we are aiming to get back there as soon as we consider it safe to do so. Um, we've got quite a wide range of projects that we've been involved in, um, as uh, as Colin mentioned at the start. Uh, it's a it's quite a mix. It's a mix of um, self-published as well as some contract work. Uh, so. Yeah, if you're working here, you pretty much get quite a broad range of experience here. So you're likely to, you're likely to learn at least a few new things, even if you're quite experienced coming in. Um, in addition to that, we've also invested quite heavily in our QA team. <clears throat> 
so they're uh, they're actually quite independent and uh, even though they are still a part of the company they do actually take on some of their own projects and uh, i'm sure marianne can enlighten you a bit more on that later on um as for the, some of the games we've self-published uh, the most recent one that we've actually released was a big crown showdown which is uh, basically just a fun wee multiplayer uh, party brawler as you can see from the images there and that's uh, that's one that came out on um pc uh, pc and consoles effectively uh, in addition to that, as far as work that we have in progress, uh, one of our big projects that we've got ongoing is Cloud Jumper, uh, which is basically an upcoming chill exploration game with quite a focus on spectacle and just the general atmosphere of the game. Uh, that's actually what hooked me into the company, but more on that later. Um, and finally, at the moment, we've also got a slightly smaller game called Pinehearts on the go, which is another quite chilled out uh, exploration game, but this time with more of an emphasis on the narrative and uh, the puzzle solving element. Uh, well, well, uh, we'll probably probably see more about that in the future as uh, as we post up more updates. So on to my journey. So as I said, I'm Alex. Uh, I'm one of the senior programmers at the company. Uh, so I'll just get past these blooming animations there we go uh yeah so my uh, my route in was uh you could say quite conventional uh, i just went to university straight after school uh, initially started off doing a year of engineering and a couple of computing electives realized i hated engineering and loved the computing so did a switch and finished up graduating in a in, a, in computer science uh beyond that uh well while i was there i also did some internships which helped quite a lot um, although those were they're not really games related but they were still very useful um after that i did a year at Abertay uni doing this time doing games uh, computer games technology so kind of specializing a bit more because i already had a, ho a hobby of playing games so i thought why not work in them um so yeah i started applying for roles uh, while i was kind of working on my dissertation it was a bit of pressure you don't have to necessarily do that you can give yourself a break if you want to but that's the way i did it um and yeah i had a had a few uh, few conversations and interviews and in the end uh, i got a job at a company called coatsync who are based down in newcastle and uh, that was via a recruiter which is a bit of a double-edged sword pros and cons to doing that and i can get more into that later if anyone's curious um but yeah, I stayed there for about three about three years and uh, mostly worked on VR titles, uh, mostly launch titles for the Oculus hardware, as you can see on the on the slide there. And then uh, Transformers Battlegrounds, which was a, uh, a uh, strategy game that came out on PC and consoles. Uh, so, yeah, after after Code Sync, uh, well, I should say while I was at Code Sync, uh, the pandemic hit and that kind of caused me to sort of reevaluate my priorities a wee bit. Uh, you know, Newcastle is about five hours away from from my home up in Aberdeen, and uh, I, I kind of wanted to be back in Scotland near some friends and family. And I also realised that even though VR is it's really cool, and I'm not going to bash it, but it's not necessarily my cup of tea as far as the games that I play personally. Um, so I wanted to move over to a studio that makes the kind of games that I'm more interested in, and that tends to be more atmospheric games. So you can see you can see the appeal there. Um, made a made a bunch of applications to various places. Uh, some places I wasn't a good fit for. Some places weren't a good fit for me. Uh, like as I said, you, you you learn by doing that process. Though you kind of just have to just put out as many as you can, and you'll learn quite a lot through those processes. Even if they're not successful, they'll prepare you better for future applications. Um, 
but yeah, in the process of that, I just happened upon a trailer for Cloud Jumper on social media posted by someone I'd, I'd gone to uni with, and I just followed that back uh, to the developers, noticed they had a, a senior role open. And um, yeah, I, I applied for them, talked to some nice people, and uh, did a code test, which uh, seemed to go well, because, well, about a year and a half later, here we are. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, my journey. Um, and yeah, I'll be happy to answer any any questions anyone has in the Discord after this. But uh, for now, uh, we'll hand over to Marianne. Thanks, Alex. So I am a junior QA tester here at Hyperluminal. Prior to that, I worked for 12 years as a theatrical scenic artist, which basically means painting theatre sets. So it's a bit of a leap to what I'm doing now. The pandemic kind of caused the collapse of the theatre industry as, as we, we know it. And unfortunately, I was made redundant during that time. But that also gave me this fantastic opportunity to change my career path and move into something that I'm really passionate about, which is games. So I managed to get myself on the Masters in games development at Aberty, which was fantastic, uh, although it was a really steep learning curve. And um, there was lots of new skills and a completely different industry, which was a bit bit mind-bending at the time. Um, but I learned like not only the new skills, but I also learned to lean on my existing skills. And it gave me confidence in my experience and kind of trust in all those transferable skills that I had from my previous career. So um, could you, next slide, please, Alex. Thanks. So... I was coming to events like this, this time last year, um, and I engaged in as many of these events as I could, and as many challenges and game jams and just anything I could on top of the master's course, just to try and like, feel, like grow my knowledge and understanding and my skills. And I found the game jobs live events really valuable because they're a platform for, you know, industry insight and networking, and it's, it's a really, brilliant thing for growing your knowledge. So then after the master's finished, it was the great job hunt and loads of rejections. I think I applied for like 40 or 50 jobs and it, it can be a little soul destroying, but it's tough, but do not give up because all that goes into your experience and it grows, it grows your abilities, it grows your application process. And if you can just keep, you know, like, doing projects, doing green jams, personal projects, everything like that, you'll, you will get somewhere, I promise. <laughs> so I put a lot of thought into the kind of company that I wanted to work for, because that's something that's really important to me is the environment that I would be working in. And research, networking and attending events like this all sort of fed into being able to give myself an idea of what kind of company that would that would be. And Hyperluminal was one of those companies whose ethos really kind of matched with what I was looking for. So when it was on Twitter, actually, that I came across the junior QA tester position and I applied and got successfully through the interview process and the um, skills test, a tiny bit nerve wracking, but here I am <laughs> and I really love it. I, I feel like a really valued employee and there's loads of opportunity for skills development, which is something that means a lot to me. And it is a really fantastic supportive environment, which makes enjoyable work even more enjoyable. 
So currently, we're looking for people to come and make games with us. Um, and we have positions uh, for all levels across multiple disciplines, including art, design, production, programming. And if you want more information on those positions, if you go to our shiny new website down the bottom there, hyperliminalgames.com, you can find the positions we're looking for and the details of each of those positions, what you need to apply. And you can also apply through that website as well. So whilst we are looking to fill entry level and junior positions, we're particularly looking for senior programmers, designers and producers, because we want to ensure that we have the structure in place to provide support and mentorship for any junior roles that we do take on. So if you fit, if you think you fit that description, I'm talking from my own experience as well, even if you don't hit all the points in the job description, please still apply um, get in touch with us. So. And if you don't see the, the right position for you, um, we have on the next slide here, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and keep up to date with the upcoming vacancies and studio announcements. And also, if you want to find out more about any of the games that Alec mentioned, you can find them on Steam or also on all the links that are mentioned there too. Um, that's all from our slides. Uh, if anyone has any questions, we'd love to answer some. Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic presentations. Thank you so much, both of you. Yeah, lots of great information in there. And Alex, I can absolutely see why Cloud Jumper got you interested. That is one <laughs> beautiful, beautiful game. Can't wait to play that myself. Um, question, Marianne, probably a question for you, first of all. Um, Sean in the Discord is saying his background's in media and communications, and he's asking about pathways into the, the games industry with, with, with that degree and that background. I mean, that's probably a question just for him to come to you, but I mean, more, more broadly, as someone that's come from a different sector, I mean, how, how receptive do you think the games industry is to people coming from, you know, from other sectors, and are there any tips you would give someone like Sean for making that transition? Oh, absolutely! I think it's really receptive, and I think once you sort of, it's scary. It's scary thinking about changing career path, Sean. So I totally feel you. It's really scary, but once you like make that move, I think you realise that all the skills you have in your your previous career are really valid and like you can really lean on them in games as well. And I think ways into it, I, I found the masters incredibly helpful because uh, it's just a one year course and it's a professional masters as well. So you kind of have to do a lot of self learning with the software and, and things, but they facilitate that through allowing you to, uh, you know, you work in teams and it's pretty intensive as well. So it's, it's a year well spent, I, I found. And I think also, like if that doesn't appeal to you, things like game jams and networking events like this, and just reach and find out what kind of studios, what what games interest you, what studios interest you, and then reach out to them and ask for feedback if you have a folio or feedback on just like, you know, basically what what role you're interested in as well. So I think yeah, I would just say talk to people I think that's one of the best the best things as well there's loads of different routes in too so don't ever feel like oh there's only one way no I, I, absolutely yeah the from speaking to countless people on how they got into the industry 
there's there's never one way and it's all everyone always thinks they've got an, a weird wacky unusual way and it a lot of it boils down to do stuff and talk to people and that doesn't have to be in person because that's more difficult at the moment it can be on this it can be on the reddit forum it can be on the forum of your favorite game i don't know if there's a cloud jumper forum but i'm sure there will be one day and you you know you know people can chat there so absolutely great advice thank you um alex um a question for you just about the internships you did in um uni there's people on the the forum saying um you know they've sent off countless countless applications for internships never hear anything back i mean presumably the companies are just overwhelmed it's still rubbish that they they don't get back to people but do do you have any any advice for people trying to follow in your footsteps in that regard uh, well, I should mention the internships I did weren't actually games related. It was just more general computer science. So right off the bat, there's a huge pool of uh, companies right there. So I'm not sure how useful that particular experience will be here. Uh, but yeah, the, the way I got those, um, to be completely honest, I just I went through the uni. Or, uh, it was Aberte uh, Aberte Aberdeen University, sorry. Um, they had uh, basically a program through which they would put students in touch with, um, with companies uh, that were looking for interns actively. Um, and I basically just sent off some applications through that and just took, I basically just took the first one I got, to be honest with you, that looked like it was going to be an actually interesting role that involved programming. Um, it was with a company called Keysight Technologies, which makes, I think one of the things they do is make oscilloscopes. So maybe not quite as exciting as the games <laughs> industry, um, but it still helped. So, yeah. That... Hey, I think it would, would, would one of the first ever games in the... 40s or 50s was on an oscilloscope, <laughs> as far as I remember. So yeah, you know, good, good bit of games history there. <laughs> and I mean, the, the fact that it was in, you know, wasn't in games as such. I mean, do you think that helped or hindered or gave you a different perspective? Um, I mean, I think it's. I, I guess it depends. Uh, if you're comparing it to having not, not doing anything at all, absolutely, it's definitely better than not doing an internship full stop. Um, but I would say. A relevant internship would be more useful, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's head. You know, it's it's not worlds apart. It's definitely useful, but a games internship would probably be preferable. Um, just just so you've got some more idea working in, in context. That said, it does give you some alternative insight. You know, I, I it was my first one of my first experiences to actually doing some low level network programming stuff, which I never would have gotten to do otherwise. So you know, can occasionally break out Wireshark and actually know what it does, uh, which has been useful maybe once. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I would say don't seek them out over games industry roles, but definitely don't discount them either. Keep, keep yourself open to them. Great advice. Fantastic. Okay, we, we need to move on, I'm afraid. But Marianne, Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us. Um, I think you're both in the, the Discord, is that right? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you replying to stuff. So everyone else, if you're not already in the Discord, get on it. Chat to Alex and Marianne um, and all the other companies we got today. If you're not on already in a browser, go to discord.gamesjobs.live. Sign into that, and you'll find channels for Hyperluminal and all other companies that we've got on today. And just get asking your other more specific questions and they'll help you as much as they can. Alex, Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you later. Thank you, bye. Bye. Oh, sorry, bringing our next speaker in a little bit too early there, apologies. So just to introduce him before I bring him back in again, <laughs> 
Um, our, our next company is also in Dundee and from early beginnings as one of the first studios to develop on mobile in the UK, they've worked on an amazing array of games properties, including Angry Birds, CSR Racing, Pocket Mortys, Prison Architect and dozens and dozens more. Here from Tag Games is their CEO, Mark Williamson. Mark, Hi, Logan. Hi. Yeah, um, you caught me out for a second well, there. Yeah, I'm glad you weren't yeah. picking your nose or something worse. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good timing. Thank you. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, we'll leave everyone in your capable hands. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, so I have a presentation here. Um, I'll do a, a little bit of an intro to myself. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm, I'm the CEO of TAG. I took over about four, four years ago from Paul Farley, who's now our chairman. Um, and, uh, you know, my background is in production. Uh, I was the head of production at TAG for the majority of my time here. Um, and uh, uh, before TAG, uh, I was running my own studio in, uh, in Middlesbrough uh, called Houch. Uh, working on DS, PS2, and um, Wii titles. So, tiny bit about TAG. So, formed way back in 2006, uh, before the dawn of time. Um, you know, uh, three founders in a kitchen uh, in Newport. Uh, Paul Farley uh, came from um, DMA Design, where he'd worked on uh, a small title called Grand Theft Auto. Um, and uh, there was uh, our head uh, head of games, Robert Henning, who was a student straight out of uh, Abate, uh, and uh, a third partner who left the business before I before I joined. Um, you know, from those humble beginnings, we're now sixty odd people across Dundee and the rest of the UK. Uh, a couple of people in Europe as well. Um, and you know, the studio is a mobile and you know mobile and tablet experts. That's why people come. Uh, and, and give us work. Um, but we're moving cross-platform uh, right now, uh, which is super exciting. Um, and, you know, if you just go back and think about how limited games were back in, in, in 2006 for, for mobile, I mean, a color screen was um, considered uh, a bit of a luxury. Um, so this is way before the iPhone, um, well, a year or two before the iPhone. Um, and we've had hundreds of millions of players play our games so super proud of that um obviously there most of our work is for other people um but uh we've had lots of people play our products um yeah so over the 16 years we've been around we've worked with just about everyone you can think of um lots of them that i can't actually talk about um uh, the nature of some of our work is that we do do work behind the scenes and um, we're actually, unfortunately, never, you know, credited uh, for it. But um, there's some great products out there that we've been involved in building. Uh, and, um, you yeah, know, we've created a lot of stuff. So hopefully uh, there is uh, a little bit of a video um, to play. How does that work? Do, do, do.
drill. So just a little um, taste of some of the products we've worked on uh, in the past. Um, most recently, uh, we've been working with uh, Zynga Natural Motion on CSR2 uh, and um, Adult Swim on uh, Pocket Mortis uh, and a bunch of unreleased titles. Um, but that's that's our that's our past. Uh, pretty proud of that. Um, our future uh, is is kind of exciting. Um, we are building a brand new IP in partnership with a company called Scopely. Uh, you may have heard of them. They've done things like Marvel Strike Force, Star, Star Trek Fleet Command, uh, Walking Dead titles. Um, we have teams uh, in LA. Um, in Dundee, Barcelona, and Shanghai. Uh, we're all working on this uh, IP together. Um, and it's a true cross-platform uh, product. We are building out um, a story, a content uh, pipeline uh, for uh, this game to be live for 10 years. So, you know, this is a, this is a big product uh, um, and it's um, a substantial undertaking, but it's super, super exciting. Um, so we have a number of roles open to support this growth. Um, executive producer, uh, head of art, project, they're all there. Um, if you go to our website, um, or particularly our careers section of the website, you can actually register there. Um, you can obviously apply for any roles, but you can also register if there's roles that you uh, are interested in but aren't exactly there right now. As soon as we update the list, um, you'll be uh, pinged uh, a message to say, hey, uh, you said you were interested in uh, art and there's X many new art roles that have gone up, uh, et cetera. So it's, it's pretty good just to get um, registered on there. Uh, it allows us to have keep, keep in contact and, and have some communication. Um, it's an account that you set up so you can obviously delete it whenever you want. Um, we don't get to see any of that stuff uh, you just get messages from us um we we're the studio itself is evolving um you know uh what um what supported 30 40 people um is you know needing to change to support you know 60 plus you know um so there's a lot of hiring going on there's a lot of discussion around our working models uh, our career frameworks, how we make sure that um, everyone at TAG can see a, a career progression here, uh, our OKRs, uh, our office is being updated and overhauled, our equipment is being overhauled completely, um, and our support team uh, that help uh, support us all in, in our development, uh, they're being boosted as well. There's been more people added to that. So a huge amount of stuff going on in the business so it's a really great time to get involved tag has been around for a long time and uh i think we're pretty well known for being a really hard-working studio you know we take ourselves uh not too seriously uh but we are we're not a studio that has um you know basketball hoops up everywhere and everyone's on rollerblades you know we do expect people to come in and do some work um the, the reason for that is that we really value work-life balance. And so um, we want people to be in, making sure that they're doing a, uh, doing some work and then going home and enjoying, um, enjoying time away from the project. Uh, our focus is on our people 
before our projects. Um, and I think that uh, comes across in uh, the things that we that we do and the, the way that we um, interact with our clients and things. Um, our benefits are, are pretty good, I think. Um, so we have our 30 days holiday. Uh, you get your whole, you get your birthday on top of that. Uh, there is five kind of sick days, uh, which are uh, not really do well duvet days, right? Um, if you're not feeling too good, take one of them. Like, don't come in, don't force yourself to your machine. Like, just you know, makes make sure make sure you're feeling well. Uh, we have gone to town on our. Uh, healthcare um it really covers everything you could possibly imagine uh with no fee to anyone um it uh, we have uh, gym membership discounts we do financial advisor workshops throughout the year um that's to help people just alleviate some other stress that they may have you know if you're looking at mortgages or savings or your pension pot um then you can uh, you know tag pays for someone to come in and um help you get some advice uh our pension is actually really great you're able to invest that into pots that you really um care about so you can make sure you're not your pension isn't going to supporting things that you don't believe in like you know maybe fossil fuel industries or um weapons or anything like that you can you can decide where your money is being invested whether you want to take more of a risk on it or, or not um and we have our share option scheme um so after six months being with the business uh, you will uh, own a small part of it uh, in a uh, share option and obviously we offer uh relocation assistance for anyone that wants to come uh and work in dundee and they are not they're not here um yeah, so come and join us on New Adventure. It's uh, it's really exciting. Uh, and I'm here to answer as many questions as I can uh, for you. And um, I'll be in the Discord as well. We have Ali in there right now, um, our um, HR partner, uh, our recruitment partner. Um, so she can answer a lot of your questions. But if there's anything else about the studio or um, you know the things we're up to, then uh, happy to take questions. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, I, I have a million questions about the upcoming project, but I don't suppose you can answer many of those. So I'll not I'll not put you on the spot too much. And we'll <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get you out next year or, or sometime when we can hopefully find out a bit more about that. But um it sounds awesome. I uh, I saw I saw this the 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 Scrabble IP that Scopely were li were linked to the Scrabble IP. So it in my head you're you're doing like a uh, a third-person action adventure version of Wordle. Um, uh, you're you're um, pretty far <laughs> away. Uh, <laughs> like this, this is um, this is something that um, you know, Tag has been offered a number of times uh, to go into partnership with with people uh, on on things, but they're always they've always come with. Uh, with a license with an IP that we've not really been that interested in. This was, hey, we're going to build this type of experience and we want you to help create it from the ground up. And that was something that was super exciting. Uh, and that's why we're uh, we're going all in on this uh, on this project. Awesome. Cool. Right. We'll hear more one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, pro I promise to come back and give everyone a 
an update uh, because uh, I'm I wish I wish I could be showing you some of the stuff we're working uh, on, but I can't. Absolutely yet. no. I bet you do. I bet you do. No, we'll we'll hold you to that great stuff. Um, there, there was a, a a term you dropped in, um, which is is but it's one of those terms that, that, that a number of us have heard a lot recently, which is OKRs. Um, so this is memory objectives and, and key results what um you know we're sort of hearing that more and more from companies i mean what why is that something tag have adopted and what does it what does it mean to tag yeah so um at tag um you have a you'll have a um departmental leader um who you will um have one-on-ones with um you have them uh at least once a month at the bare minimum um, and what our OKRs are is um, an, an agreement between the um, the manager uh, and uh, the other the other person to like look at how they can develop uh, develop them. Um, like okay, so um, this is something you want to achieve, and this is how I'll help you achieve it. Uh, and also from a from the business this is where the business is going how can you help us achieve that um so it's a it's a it's a nice way of uh having regular input with your manager but also having uh um it links back into the career framework and you know salary progression and all that kind of stuff so um it's uh it's your your place to keep uh progressing as an employee Okay, great stuff. Um, and then just another quick, kind of obvious question. You kind of touched on it, but Morrigan is asking about um, working remotely. Um, I mean, it's, it sounds like you have both, you know, remote positions and the option to to work in person in Dundee. Is that have we understood correctly? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, we have a number of fully remote people right now, uh, and we have obviously moved everyone from the Dundee studio out. Um, we don't have a hundred percent uh we don't know exactly hundred percent what we're doing uh as the world comes back to air quotes normal um but it will be a blend of fully remote hybrid uh and something within within there i don't think we're gonna have any um forced returns well we're definitely not gonna have that stuff Okay, great stuff. So um, yeah, get get applying and um, yeah, the, all, all these folks that have started with you recently that have not seen your shiny new office that you did up just before the pandemic will finally get in. Um, that'd be great. Okay, Mark, we need to move on, but thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us this afternoon. Yourself and Ali are in the Discord. I see various questions. There's various questions about code tests and, and when to apply. Um, that I think are best if people just ask those questions directly because I think they're, they're um, uh, quite personal to you. So get into the Discord, ask Mark and Ali the rest of your questions, and we hope to see some of you working in um, Tag's swanking new offices soon. <laughs> Thanks so much, Colin. Great. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. Cheers. See you. Bye. Okay, that was Tag Game. So get on to the Discord. If you're not on already, the address, if you punch it into a browser, is discord.gamesjobs.live. Um, there's lots of questions flying around, but feel free to get yours in. The companies are on there for another hour still, and then they're gone. 
maybe not forever, but gone for a while. So get your questions in in the next hour on to the, the Discord and get applying. There'll be an email go out in 15 minutes or so with all the links to the company's recruitment pages. So just apply directly to whichever companies you think are the best fit for you. So finally, we jump down to Edinburgh for our next company. Speech Graphics isn't a games company per se, but they develop facial animation technology that's used by the games industry. And if you've played the likes of Gears of War, Fortnite, Shadow of Mordor, Last of Us, or countless others, you've already seen their work in action. Today, dialing in from the west coast of the US, even though they're recruiting for um, their Edinburgh headquarters, we have their technical art director, Mr. Z Chen. Z, hello. Hey, Colin. How's it going? Hey. No, and thank you for joining us at um, a, a slightly less sociable time than we're doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, I'm in the I'm in the East Coast right now, so New York City. So that time oh. difference isn't too horrible at the moment. Oh, okay. what's that midday? Oh, you must you must have been up for at least half an hour. So that's <laughs> <laughs> I try sometimes. <laughs> but excellent. Great. See, yeah. over to you. Great. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, hey, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, like Colin said, I'm the technical art director of uh, Speech Graphics. So I'm going to spend a little time today talking about uh, the company, uh, what we do, and touch upon, upon the op open position that I have uh, for my team. Uh, but really, I, I do want to save as much time as possible uh, so that I can answer any of the questions that uh, you guys might have. Uh, I feel like that's way more important than me just uh, preaching about how awesome my team is, which it, it is pretty awesome if, if I do say so myself. Uh, so, Colin, you don't mind uh, pulling up my shared screen? Thank you. Uh, so first, uh, what does speech graphics do? Uh, it's, it's basically like uh, Colin said, if any of you are gamers, which I hope most of you are, otherwise you might be in the job, wrong jobs event, just saying. <laughs> and if you've played any of the recent big games that has been released, then you might have seen our company in the credits somewhere. Uh, most likely you have probably seen our work in the game, even though you might not know that it came from us. Um, speech graphics is a uh, technology and service provider to the games industry, and we specialize in the automation of facial animation through audio. Uh, you've probably played some uh, big AAA games before, and where you see some of the you know the amount of spoken dialogue is really immense these days with some of these games. Uh, we're talking tens of thousands, tens of thousands of lines of dialogue, and some are doing even way more than that. Um, so studios and their animation teams can't really keep up uh, with this uh, exponential growth in content. So at a certain point, they either run out of money or run out of animators to, to, do, to do the work for them. And that's where speech graphics comes in. Uh, we make it possible to actually do all, these face, all the facial animation in the game uh, that would otherwise be impossible to achieve. Um, as for the company itself, I'm just going to speak a little bit about it. It's that we are very diverse group, actually. We are an interdisciplinary team of linguists, engineers, and creatives. Uh, we are also a multinational team with people in the UK, the US, and Hungary. Uh, like I said, like I'm in uh, New York City right now, but I do spend a significant amount of time uh, over in uh, Edinburgh as well, too. And here's a sampling of uh, some of the game studios that we work with. As you can see, uh, these are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we have you know, great partnerships with uh, a lot of them, or most of them. 
um they are, and like i said all, a lot of the games you've played recently came from one of these companies and most likely you've seen our tech at work w within the game itself and here's a sample of uh, some of the games that uh, we were a part of uh, i'm sure you've played at least some of the ones that we've seen up there on uh, the slide here and what's funny is that i was actually the character technical art uh, lead over on halo infinite for a couple of years before I left the company. And that was about uh, four years ago. But now, uh, like six years later, and that's how long it took for the game to, to finish, uh, I feel like I'm, you know, I did a 360 round trip back to it again since I'm part of the company that really helped the game uh, ship uh, some, some parts of it as well. So it's just, it just shows, uh, goes to show you how uh, small the industry can be. And you'll probably be running into the exact same people over and over again or the exact same studios over and over again. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for associate technical artists for my art team. And there are actually multiple positions for this role. Uh, my team is responsible for all the character head setup work needed uh, for our automated facial animation systems. Uh, this requires an uh, understanding of human facial anatomy, the basics of how character rig facial rigs are created, and uh, you know some knowledge of Maya and game engines. Um, and the work, like most game projects, is a team effort. So uh, we want people who are good at managing their time and are proactive communicators, especially with, you know, right now the whole team being uh, remote. It's very, very important that everyone's proactive communicator. Uh, this is a junior role, so we don't expect anyone to have multiple years of experience creating characters or character rigs. But we do want someone who has a passion for these things. Uh, one of the most amazing things in this job is the actual opportunity to work with character rigs from all major studios in the whole games industry. This this is something you don't get anywhere else, honestly. Uh, I've worked at quite a few studios, and this is the first time I've gotten a chance to work for uh, character rigs from a bunch of other studios I've never worked at before, like Naughty Dog, Respawn Entertainment, Warner Brothers, etc. So this is a huge opportunity for anyone who's, who wants to learn how the industry puts their character rigs together. Um, the link down there uh, leads directly to this uh, job uh, at Speech Graphics. I'm I'll be I have posted on Discord, so you can uh, check it out there. And besides that, we are actually hiring other positions at uh, Speech Graphics as well. Um, a lot of them are engineer positions, and these are the ones that are currently for the general Edinburgh area. Though I do believe a lot of them uh, are uh, supportive of being uh, having people work remotely as well too. Um, that's also posted in the Discord uh, channel, and uh, we do also have others uh, uh, roles open, but in the Hungarian office. Uh, but if you, uh, the link actually leads you to all the jobs, not just the jobs I have uh, linked up on here. Um, and to that, I'll just uh, open it up to Q and A. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Z. Um, we were just chatting here. I mean, you, you, you yourself are a, a, an amazingly interesting person with with, with a, a phenomenal background. So I think people can hopefully tap into some of that on the Discord and, and pick some of your, you, you know, pick your brain about some of that. Um, sure. one, 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 one thing that, that jumps out um, that I think is going to be of interest is you're one of the people that have jumped from working um you know at the, at the co-face in terms of game dev you know you said six years on halo infinite i know you weren't on it for the whole time but mm -hmm. jumping from you know years focused on a title mm -hmm. to 
move into speech graphics where you're working on technology that's used in dozens or uh, hundreds of, of titles. I mean, I, what's the difference? I mean, what's the pros and cons be between focusing your effort onto one thing versus being part of a team that's developing tech that that's you know used by a number of others? Oh, that's actually a very good question. And and actually, I was I wasn't on Halo Infinite for six years. I was on it for two years, but I was on the previous two Halos for another about five years. So that was about seven years of Halo, uh, nonstop Halo for a big portion of my whole life. To love Halo. That, yeah, then you know that actually kind of partially answers uh, your question. Where uh, one of the reasons I did leave was because you know that was seven years of Halo, right? And at some point, you know, the, the shine kind of lose you lose the spit of the shine on on a bit and you kind of you know you want to look for some new adventures and that that's i think that's one of the problems with a lot of the uh, AAA developments these days is how long it takes to create a game um it's, it's not the way it used to be like say 10 or actually more like 15 years ago where most likely like a AAA game would take about three years two to three years max and generally most games take takes about you know uh you know, two years or so, and that that's enough of a turnaround time to feel like, you know, you spent a good amount of time working on a good project and you feel a sense of like completion and being able to really enjoy the fruits of your labor after a couple of years. But imagine you don't see that event until five or six years later, or in some other cases, uh, you know, you look at some of these other games uh, from Bethesda where they're looking at seven plus years. Uh, or it's just, it's, and, and there's some even crazier ones where it's about a decade of your life and you don't see something released. And you know, that, that's a bit hard to know. You, you have to spend a decade to possibly see a game released. And that, that's, that's not always guaranteed either. I've, I've known plenty of colleagues that have worked at studios where they spent five years developing something only for them to cancel the project. And you know, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to think that you invested five years of your life only to not see something to come to a completion. And so I think that's one of the differences that you are kind of just stuck uh, in a project for a very long time. And, but there's also a positive to that too. You're working with a great group of people who you, you're coming together to really create something amazing. And uh, hopefully at the end of the road, you see people loving your game, playing your game, buying your game. And, and that's a great feeling. And that's definitely something I, I, I miss when it comes to uh, uh, working directly on the game project. Uh, on the on something like uh, when it comes to working on speech graphics, it's definitely not the case because you're helping other studios complete their game. So you're never on say a four year cycle of doing something for a company. It's more like a, a small burst of of projects that you're helping them with anywhere from like a month to a few months worth of work. So you get that little more sense of wow, we just finished something for this company in like a few months. Uh, so it's like it's like a small piece of the pie, but at least you get that you actually get that that bit of it so i think that that's pretty cool and like i said i think one of the greatest things about uh working at speech graphics right now is literally seeing what everyone does at their studios uh which is a great i feel like that's a great learning opportunity that you don't get anywhere else um you know i've spent time at multiple studios and well you know i'm pretty much you know uh dialed down to what their studio produces in terms of the engine their tools their content uh and you are always one there's always that bit of like you look at your, you look at your nearest competitor in terms of genre or game. You're like, okay, what are these guys doing? How are they doing it? 
Is there anything we can steal from what we saw in the trailer or the preview that's like, oh, wow, they did awesome. Here's, can we replicate that on our side of things as well too? But we don't have that information, right? So we're just trying our best to kind of replicate or, or one-up them more specifically. But here at Speech Graphics, I'm literally seeing how everyone's doing their work. And I think that's a, that's a pretty awesome thing. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be fascinating. And 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 that um, when you're, you know, you you say you're sort of working across different projects. I mean, does that tend to be you focus on you know working with one one game for a few months at a time, or can you be jumping between you know working on you know can you be working on you know Fortnite and Gears of War and Last of Us <laughs> all at the same time because it's the you know there's it, it, the, the things are sort of coming in and out of phases or yeah uh, that definitely does tend to happen when you're juggling multiple projects at the exact same time and i actually uh, uh, promote, uh promote that on my team where i want people to do different projects so they can learn and you know understand how each company are doing their things uh differently from other companies i don't want to get to the point where one person's like oh you're responsible for all the gears of war stuff or you're responsible for all this other project or whatnot because you know I, I want everyone to share the information and have the chance to really work on all these diverse types of characters from all all over the games industry nobody gets too many zombies <laughs> yeah, think of them out for a while for sure. <laughs> Shut them out. Um, there's there's a, a, a question from Katie in the Discord mm-hmm. um, who's saying um, they have a background in biomechanics and gait analysis. So the, mm-hmm. the question is is about whether um, the tech is around you know full bodies or just faces. So I mean, you know, in, in terms of broadly, when you're saying you're you're looking for people with an understanding of human anatomy, is mm-hmm. is that just faces or does everything anything else help? It is just faces because our tool and content that we create is specific just for facial uh, animation. So it really is just about faces that, uh, I mean, it's great to have an understanding of how the whole body works because eventually it all comes together. Yeah, still connected. But definitely uh, we we prioritize like someone understanding how the face works. Okay, great. Um, And... um... Uh, the other question, I guess, is just around time zones. I mean, just you, you know, with with you being based in the the states, whichever coast it is, with with uh, a team in Edinburgh and a team in in um, in Hungary, I, I, you know, we're all getting used to working remotely. But you've obviously got a challenge of quite different time zones as well. How does how does that work within the team? Uh, well, uh, within the team, it's not so bad because the most of the team is on the UK time zone. Uh, me and uh, one other person uh, in the U.S. time zone, but we are mostly managing uh, a lot of the communication stuff, which happens to be a lot of companies on the West Coast. Uh, you know, a lot of game studios on the California, a lot of game studios in the Seattle area, Vancouver, BC area. So it's that's why it kind of works out too, because you know we got people in the UK time uh, being able to communicate with uh, uh, companies that are more aligned in that time zone, and then. Uh, me, I handle a lot of stuff that might be happening after the UK closes uh, closes down for the night. I'm still working to uh, to continue communicating with uh, our, our, our partners at uh, all the studios on the US side of things. But it does take a little bit of a, a willingness to juggle time and have an understanding that certain things might not get uh, you know done at a certain time because you're waiting for someone uh, to come in the next morning or you're waiting for me to come in a little bit later during the day um, uh, definitely sometimes that does mean like a little bit of longer hours for me being having to straddle uh, both the UK time zone and the US time zone 
Perfect. Well, we appreciate your taking time out of the, the, the East Coast time zone today to join us. <laughs> That's been great. You're staying on the Discord for a little while? Yep, I am. Awesome. So if you're not already on, get on to the Discord, ask Z whatever you'd like about speech graphics. And also remember all the other companies from today are still on there as well. If you're not on discord.gamesjobs.live in a browser, that'll take you to the Games Jobs Live Discord um, and get applying. Z, that's been brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, Z. Bye. Okay, that is all the companies uh, we have got time for today. Um, so we're going to leave you and let you get chatting um, and follow up on everything in the Discord. Just as a reminder of some of the resources, um, check out our website, which is www.gamesjobs.live. We've got an interactive map up there, which plots um, all the jobs going in the UK's games industry. There are also details about our other upcoming recruitment events. In two weeks, we have a Games Jobs Live South event. So we have companies like Rebellion and Creative Assembly and others that are coming to that. So do sign up to that and join me again in two weeks. Um, if you're looking to build out your portfolio or just want to have fun for a week, highly recommend the Games Jobs Live Jam, which starts off on March the 13th. March the 13th. For more details, get over to jam.gamesjobs.live. And if you're in Scotland next month, it's the 8th to the 10th of March. Um, feel free to come along to some of the industry in-person events that I'm putting on. There's more details on them at gamestalks.live. So it just leaves for me to say thank you very much to all the, the companies that we've had taking part today, to Outplay, to Hyperluminal Games, to Tag Games and to Speech Graphics. Really appreciate their time. Um, great to see everyone chatting away to them in the, the Discord. You should now have an email with all of the company's um, career pages linked. So get applying to all of the companies. Um, if you have liked this, uh, this video, please do remember to like and subscribe on the YouTube, of course. And that will just be an extra little reminder for future videos. Um, thank you very much for joining me and I hope to see you next time. Thank you. Bye.